Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a colt tied to a donkey, not on a war horse. He rode into Jerusalem as a heavenly king, not an earthly one. And you already know that, so, like, I guess it's time to smirk again at the rulers and the Pharisees and the Jews who only wanted an earthly king. Christ was not what they wanted. It took about a week before they just couldn't handle it anymore. And they killed him. We'll smirk because we know better. This is our heavenly king, not our earthly one. And then, you know, turn around and say, what good is God if he won't heal my sickness and get me a raise at work and fix all my worldly problems? Especially this time of year. Let's just, like, ease on over this sin business. It's, it's less important. Nobody, after all, should know the name of the thing that's causing them such pain, right? Because it's almost Christmas, y'all. It's time to think about shopping and then maybe a little bit of earthly charity to make us not feel so bad about it rather than a Christ born to save us from selfishness and sin. See, we can smirk all we want, but we want every bit as much the earthly king because we live in the same reality. There are plenty of problems in front of us. There are plenty of hurts. Maybe it gives us a chance to say, if we live in the same world as the Pharisees and the Jews and the scribes who only wanted an earthly king, maybe we can see where they're coming from. The Pharisees wanted a God to free them, you know, like he promised he would, to take them out from under an oppressive government occupation, the people, the crowds, they wanted help because they were poor and sick and dying. And I think we can relate to just a little bit too much of it. So all of us, instead of addressing that which might actually be our fault in it, let alone that which God calls wrong, just want the pain to go away. When we talk about sin, it's the diagnosis to the pain that we already feel. Not a chance to try and kick somebody while they're already down. Not a chance to call a hurting people awful for it and twist the knife in them just a little bit more. The law is given not to make you feel worse, but to diagnose the problem that already has you feeling bad, the thing behind suffering. The thing behind death, the wages of sin, is death. So God gives us his law, and it names what's wrong. The law is great at diagnosing the problem. Only it turns out it's absolutely awful at fixing it. See, I can know every last thing in the world that's wrong. I can sum them up in ten very concise, I don't know, commandments. 
but I can't quite stop being the sinner that I am. I can't quite stop the suffering that I cause. I can't even stop suffering myself, let alone escape death. And so to a people who cannot save themselves, a people sinful and hurting and scared, clamoring for an earthly king because we have all plenty of earthly problems, even for them, Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. We start with the Palm Sunday text because this is Advent. Advent is about God showing up even inside of a sinful and painful world, even for a sinful and broken people. Ours is not the God who stands back. He advents. He does not simply drop down care packages from heaven for the well-behaved and deserving, but he joins us in the midst of our suffering. Ours is the God, the King, the one who will not sit in heaven, but who will ride into Jerusalem sitting on a donkey, knowing full well what will happen to him. He comes into this city to bleed and to die for the sinners who cannot save themselves. He comes into this world to suffer and earn the forgiveness for the sinners condemnation. Ours is the Lord who comes into this world so that Israel will dwell securely, and this is the name by which he shall be called, the Lord, our righteousness, because he is. Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a colt tied to a donkey so that your righteousness is no longer yours to earn or to buy. It is a gift given. Ours is the one who rides into Jerusalem to be our righteousness so that even though we know the diagnosis to the problem, we might look somewhere else for the cure other than ourselves and our own best efforts, other than our chance to try and balance the scales so that the things that we have done right might somehow outweigh the things we have done wrong. Ours is the Lord who rode into Jerusalem on a colt tied to a donkey to bleed and die on the cross for you, to forgive you all of your sins, and to give you a hope not rooted in what you can build in this world, by in this world, or who you can help in this world. See, he came into the world to die on the cross, not just for the sinners who crucified him, but even for their sins and for yours too. He will be your heavenly king, your savior, even in the face of all that's wrong in this world. Because it's not that the earthly stuff doesn't matter. It does. It matters so much God would join us in it, Suffering matters so much that our Lord would sanctify it and assume it to bear it for you. Poverty matters so much to the Lord that he who is rich beyond measure in the heavens would cast it aside to walk homeless in this world to save us. Sickness matters in this world so much that our Lord would breathe his last and die so that we who face the bondage of death would be freed from it and live again. He is our heavenly king because to deal with that which is wrong on earth, he fixes what's broken underneath it first. This is how we can face the rest of the things wrong down here, because the truth is, it's not an either or. It's not heavenly king or earthly king. It's not a refusal to act for earthly needs, because he has already fixed the heavenly ones, and after all, y'all should be happy. At least you're going to heaven, so, you know, just suffer down here until you finally get there. It's that if our Lord loves the sinners down here enough to get them to heaven, He's going to have to work with sinners. That's all he's got. So when he works on earth, he works among sinners, even where little goes according to plan. That makes it messier, don't you see? It would be really, really easy for our God in heaven to have a perfectly ordered earth where there's nothing wrong, where there's nobody hurting 
and nobody hurting others. He would just get rid of all the sinners. It would just be lonely. And I know you wouldn't be there. Me either. So instead, when our Lord wants to save sinners, he works among them in mercy and in patience and a power that has already saved to move us through this world and unto the one to come. He could work in a world free from hurt, but he can't work in a world free from you. So instead of simply dealing by the law, he comes by the gospel. He comes not just into a world full of sin and suffering, but for the people inside of it, not just forgiving, but healing and helping and loving so that we don't need to ignore the blame for our hurts. We don't need to hide from our faults, and our prayers don't need to be hooks baited with the charity work done once a year like some kind of sales pitch as to why we're actually worth helping. Instead, we get to pray to a God who wades into the midst of the pit to pull us out of it, the God who will not abandon us to our sins and our deaths, but will join us in it to rise and tug us unto life everlasting. He gives us the prayers of all of the saints that gathered around him as he rode into Jerusalem that day. Hosanna, save us. Hosanna to the son of David, because he bears the name of the Lord. He is Yahweh, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, riding into Jerusalem on a petting zoo pony so that he can save us sinners who cannot save ourselves. He can save us sinners who deserve nothing but punishment, but who are died for, who are worth helping, because we have been redeemed, purchased, and won not with gold or silver, but with his holy and precious blood in his innocent suffering and death. He will save us from all of it, not just the fires of hell, but even the pains of this world. It won't be neat, and it won't be ordered, because we make a big mess down here. But the wonderful joy is that our God advents into the mess. He will not stand back from what we have made, but he will join us in it and carry us through it. He will keep working in this world that he has entered for us. He will be our help. He will be our life. And he yields you his own name to pray in the meanwhile, that you would call upon him in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. You wear the Lord's name in your baptism. You wear the Lord's identity, his righteousness, his worth in your baptism. You are holy. You are righteous. You are worthy of love, not by the things that you have done, but by him who bestows upon you a life that even death cannot destroy. So that now, now we can look past simply hoping to leave the land of Egypt. Now, now, we can know that we are brought out of the land of sin and death to dwell in our own land, the resurrection the life everlasting, free from the pains of this world, the sins, the deaths, free from all of it, because ours is the King of kings and the life of light. In the name of Jesus, amen.